Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs' loss to the Ravens on Sunday night football and preview their game against the L.A. Chargers. Joe will go over our score predictions uh, with more depth later in the show, but I was so sure the Chiefs were going to defeat the the Ravens, you know, with all the Ravens' injury issues, that I was already thinking about the Chargers game. And I was actually going to pick the Chargers to win because – the thing was that the AFC West has gotten so much better. Justin Herbert is one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. Yeah. And the Chargers are actually the only AFC West team to beat the Chiefs twice in the Patrick Mahomes era. And both those came at Arrowhead. But I, I can't see the Chiefs losing twice in a row. And the Chargers, even with a new coach and Brandon Staley, look kind of like the same old Chargers. They missed a field goal. They had 12 penalties for 99 yards, including two that wiped out touchdowns. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, you know, look, they were predicted to have a top five defense, you know, kind of spearheaded by the the Joey Bosa-Derwin James combo that people were, like, talking about comparing to the Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey kind mm-hmm. of combo, right? I mean, right. so I think, I think their defense was, you know um, – you know, has kind of, and I think it. I think they've done okay defensively. I mean, you know, they held Washington to 16. They held the Cowboys to to. You know, the Cowboys jumped out early, right? And they held them, you know, scoreless through the second and third quarter, and had that, you know, obviously the game-winning field goal at the end. You know, um, so given that, you know, I mean, defensively, can they put up? Can they stop? You know, the Magic Chiefs offense. I mean, which is, still looks great. Let's. Let's let's leave it at that. I don't care what anybody says about what happened in the last game. The Chiefs' offense is still going to be really formidable for the Chargers, and I don't think the Chargers have shown me anything defensively that, that's going to like keep the Chiefs from scoring. I, I think th- this game is going to come down to how the Chiefs' defense plays, and the one thing that's giving me hope, as far as you know, looking at a Chiefs' win, is you know the Chargers just haven't really run the ball all that well. Um, the way that the Browns did and, and obvious, obviously the way that the Ravens did. I mean, Austin Eckler has, you know, had some decent games, 50-plus yard carry, era, yards, uh, you know, um, playing pretty well there, getting a little bit of, a, of, a, of some touches from other players, but definitely not as well-rounded as a running attack as the Ravens threw at them. You know, they've, if they've thrown Larry Roundtree in there. Uh, you know, Justin Haberts have had a few carries, um, you know, they've had some, you know, Justin Jackson has had a, a little bit here and there. I just don't, I don't think they have a great running game. Um, and so they're going to have to beat, you know, they're going to have to beat the Chiefs with their passing game. And, and, and I mean, I think, you know, Justin's done a good job of that. I mean, he's thrown for, you know, consistently in 300 plus yards, a couple picks here and there, you know, you know, Plus, like you said, Jeff, the, the the fact that the Chiefs are so good after a loss, they, they learn so much more from their losses than they do from their wins. I don't I don't think they spent a lot of time learning from that Browns win. I think they felt comfortable coming out of there with a win, and they didn't really, in my opinion, learn from it. And I think that's what kind of snake bit them against uh, against the Ravens. 
uh, they're going to learn a lot from this loss. And yeah. Steve Spagnuolo is going to make some major uh, adjustments to what they need to do in the run game. And I feel really comfortable with their pass game, uh, pass defense. So I, I think I think the Chargers might be in for a long day, just given the fact that you know you got to come to Arrowhead. And the Chiefs are coming off what is a really sour loss with a lot of criticism. You're uh, going to have two desperate teams there. Two teams coming off losses. Really, the difference between two and one and one and two is really huge in the NFL. You mentioned Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's a good back. Um, but the difference is that really where the, the Chargers can kill teams, they're really good at that short passing game. Like Eckler's a really good receiver, that mm-hmm. screen game. Um, He's really good at so old test. That's something that the Chiefs um, had some issues with the last couple of years. You know, the linebackers covering those short passes in the flat. But this year it's been more really just kind of the, the, the running game. So you're right. And they're not, they're not like, you know, a bulldozing, uh, you know, straight ahead run team. Um, so, yeah, yeah that does bode well. Hey, hey, listen, and Keenan Allen's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, the combination of him and Mike Williams has been – fantastic i mean they've really spread the ball around with those two and then you know didn't really use Eckler in 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 the uh in the redskins or oh, i almost said it the, the washington football team game um they didn't really use uh didn't really use him in the passing game but man he had he had a really good uh good run against or a good uh some good pass catches against the uh against the cowboys so you know look you know that that could be you know if they light it up and Justin Abraham just goes crazy with, you know, some crazy passes and they can, they can chip away with the short passing game. I mean, it's, you know, I always like to look at everything, right? I don't like just to sit, come out and say, we could, we could certainly be homers and come out and say, oh, the Chiefs are going to crush them. They're coming off of an emotional loss and, you know, they're going to crush the Chargers. Hey, you know, these teams, everybody gets paid to go out and play. And I think the Chargers, as we saw as the Ravens did uh, against the Chiefs, everybody's capable of, of winning on any given Sunday. And, and, this and there's a lot of motivation. You saw how, how excited the Ravens were just in the way they uh, talked after the game, the way Harbaugh reacted. I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, the, are, are the one that everyone's gunning for, especially in the AFC. You know, they're, they're, people bring their A game. They, they really, you know, to knock them off, there's a lot of motivation in addition to just avoiding one and two. Joe, I, I thought uh, you nearly said – uh, Washington's former n- name, the, the Redskins. I, I guarantee you I'm going to let a San Diego Chargers reference accidentally slip through yeah, sometime oh. during this pod. It's just so I think amazing. I already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And Joe, we'll break down the Los Angeles Chargers a little bit more. Uh, but first, this is a pretty epic game um, to watch on Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs just lose by one point. Joe, what is, is your level of concern right now? 
with the Chiefs. Uh, here, here's why I'm concerned. I, I, you know me, Jeff. I, I love I love my stats, right? I love <laughs> I love I love looking at the data, and you know, there's some very glaring statistics right now that are that are that are scaring me, and and it, and it it really does come down to the defense, right? Um, the Chiefs are number one, which is not not the number one you want to be. Uh, which, because if you reverse rank it, they're the worst, uh, in most rushing yards allowed by a lot. Like, not a little, a lot. 404 yards. I know it's only two games. I know they've played two really good teams that can run the ball and know how to run the ball um, and have multiple running attacks. Um, But still, that's 75 yards worse than the next team, which is the Seahawks, right, at 325 They've let up seven rushing TDs to eight teams that are tied with three. That's four more rushing TDs in two games. So we know that when teams get down, down there and they get in their big tank formation or whatever, you know, formation they're going to put down there to get the ball in the, in the end zone, you know, close to the goal line, teams are going to feel confident to just mash it and run it at the Chiefs. And they're letting up six yards. Again, they, so that's the, they're ranked worst there. And they're, and they're worst ranked. Uh, in the NFL in in most rushing yards allowed, which is six, next to the Chargers, which is at least we're playing them. Six yards a rush, that's a lot. I mean, that that is a real, uh, you know, that's a real, those are, that, that's some gashing runs there, six yards a pop, even after only two games. I know that, I know that this, the stats and the, the data will get more consistent as we get more and more games under our belt, but that's, that's scary. You know, that's, that's really scary for me, Jeff. And I, you know, I, I feel like on the flip side, right, I tweeted out uh, after the game when I was looking at a, a little infographic that I, I, uh, I found. And what really scared me, and that not to, I know we're going to talk about the Ravens, but this is pertinent to the Chargers, is I'm really worried about this team being very reliant on, on a few players. And, and that, that, that's what starting, I'm starting to see. And, you know, look, we all – hope and wish for health for the players and 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 but you know eventually somebody's going to get hurt and and you don't want that you never wish that but you know it's a tough game and and somebody's going to get a tweak here or something and I'm looking at the way that the Chiefs have spread things around especially in the running game I mean and in the passing game too right you saw with Tariq Hill can can they can slow him down that was the Travis Kelsey show you know against the Ravens in the passing game everybody else was relatively quiet yeah that that's that that 46 yard touchdown broke five tackles. One of Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. That might have been even his best. Uh, maybe uh, his best. Like, might be the yeah. It might be the best. Might might be the best of you know the next last five years. Like it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, right. And and but I'm looking at the running and like oh my gosh, Jeff. Like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, 13 carries, 46 yards. That's it. Like Tariq Hill had the one reverse. You know the 15 yard carry. Uh, Patrick had a rush for three yards and, and Williams had a rush, three rushes for negative two, right? If I'm, if I'm reading that stat, right, I think it was negative two or was it two negative two. So like, oh my God, like where is our running game going? How are we distributing it? When you look at what even as hurt as they are, right? The, the, The Ravens had, again, I know we'll talk more about the Ravens, but this is pertinent to the chargers too. Like if the chargers are looking at this Baltimore box score and they're going, Oh my God, Lamar Jackson, 107 yards, Williams, 77, Murray, 36, Freeman, 29. Who are these guys? Like they're not even their, you know, they're not even the key running backs who, who were on IR right now. 
So it's, it's, if I'm the chargers, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out a way to run the ball against this team. Of course, they're going to, they're going to be relying on that fantastic passing duo that they have right now. But, you know, I can't imagine the chargers aren't going to come out, you know, and just pin their ears back offensively and try to run the ball against the chiefs time of possession, right? 36 minutes to 24 for the Ravens chiefs. And that, you know, that's scary stuff. So that, that's the kind of stuff that's scaring me against the chargers. I know I focus a lot on the, the Ravens there, but those are the things that have been going through my head all week, you know, after watching that, uh, after watching that Ravens game and how they're going to, you know, what the chargers are going to do to try to, to win this game on Sunday. You know, what actually concerns me. So the chiefs running game has been like an issue, uh, for a couple years now, and obviously, you know, they still still went to two Super Bowls, so it, it wasn't that uh, it didn't the weakness didn't really impact them that much, despite the fact that uh, they did have you know issues during the season. Um, but when it really reared its head in uh, the, during the 2019 season, the Chiefs did get better with on on the, against the run, and they had a totally new defense. They moved. Uh, to a, a four-three, a new defensive coordinator. So I, I think that was just a matter of taking some time. What what concerns me about it this time, and, and they will get better against the run. Uh, coach Spags is a really good coach, and the coach Reed obviously overseeing it will help. But I actually thought the Chiefs' run defense would be pretty good this year because I was really a high on the acquisition of Jaron Reed. Um, he w- he was known as kind of a stout run defender with the Seahawks, and even somebody who could rush the pass. Uh, but I'm now kind of wondering, you know, Joe, I, um, when I was with the Packers, um, John Schneider was there. He's now the Seahawks GM, really astute guy. Um, and, and I questioned the, why I'm like, wow, the Chiefs really fleeced the Seahawks when they traded for Frank Clark. And yes, Frank Clark was terrific during both postseasons, helping the Chiefs get to the, they don't get to the two Super Bowls without him. But he's also been, had some injuries. He's been inconsistent at times he's paid a lot of money and um and and obviously you have the off off the field issues which could um result in something later on anyhow this is a long-winded way of saying i wonder if the seahawks knew something when they released jaron reed that he wasn't quite um he 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 wasn't quite the integral player that was going to help this run defense than i thought just that's that's not something anyone's really been talking about but I haven't seen an impact from Jared Reed uh, in, in the in this season so far. Through two no, I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. Who's zooming who, right, at this point, right? Like you, you, you stated it best. You know, we, we felt like we fleeced the Seahawks, right? And now all of a sudden, could this come back and bite us? The season will tell. Obviously, it's a long season. And, and, and you know, Jared Reed's got time to mold into this defense and get used to, you know, Spags' calls and things like that. But – you know, it's it, it, we really haven't seen the improvement of the defense that we probably thought we saw. I, I thought with Frank Clark and, and Teron Matthew coming back last week, I thought, all right, well, that's it. That's the Ravens are in for it. Right. We got all 53 players practiced all week. Right. We're, we're, we're we've got a game under our belts. Like I thought, you know, I got to be honest. I thought I thought the Ravens were in for it. Like I thought it, I thought they were going to shut. Lamar Jackson down and find a way to stop him. And, you know, God, all I kept, all I kept saying all week, you know, I, I had a chance to go on, uh, on 
105.7 the fan in Baltimore and talk through a little bit of the game. And, you know, I was like, guys, I got, I'm sorry to come on your show and tell you that I don't think the Ravens have a shot at this game. And on paper, they really didn't, right? When you look up and down the roster and the matchups that were going to be happening in that game. But, hey, again, games aren't played on paper. Games are played on gridiron on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. And, and, and I'm telling you that the, the Ravens came in with a game plan that, you know, it was, it was, I think it was really well done. And I think it was gutsy. And, and going back to what you said, Jeff, teams, when they play the Chiefs, are going to take a chance, right? Think about the famous, you know, what will, 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 will be famous eventually, right, throughout the season is the John Harbaugh, you know, hey, Lamar, what do you want to do? We mm-hmm. going for it? Like, that was classic gutsy coaching. And I know we were texting back and forth you know, when, when Harbaugh made that call. And, you know, you could see it. He, he asked his – he asked – the guy who was out on the field, to me, that was really good leadership on Harbaugh's part, right? To give, to empower his quarterback who's out there bleeding and sweating and getting, getting cracked around the whole game. He says, look, Lamar, we're going for it. And Lamar's like, we're doing it. And that, like, to me was, that summed up the game right there, right? Is, and just like you said, everybody's going to be taking that shot against KC. And, and that's, that's a little bit scary, um, and so, you know, you wonder what are the Chargers going to do? What risks are they going to take? Are they desperate, you know, coming off of a, of a, you know, of a, of a tight win against Washington, a really tight loss against Dallas. Um, and then, you know, what, what shot are they going to take coming in, into Arrowhead, right? They're, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be gambling. And I just hope it doesn't come back to bite the chiefs if they put in a game plan that's uh, as gutsy as what the Ravens did. Uh, one last thing, because I, I do think that Chiefs Kingdom is really um, upset, frustrated, nervous, anxious, any kind of description you want of not having pleasant feelings right now. You know, the Chiefs did lose by one point. Uh, right. You mentioned all those stats. They still have the second-best passing offense. They, they still have Mahomes. And so they need all these crazy things to go wrong. Um, Clyde Edwards – Elair, you know, fumbling and the the Ravens converting a fourth and one. Um, And in the case where a lot of teams normally against a typical opponent probably don't go for that. So just, you know, just Rusty, there are, there are some cracks, Chiefs fans, but just, just, just remember how much you do have going for you. Right. Of course, Jeff, of course. But you know, that's our, that's our job, right? That's our role is to point out all these little things, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I, that's why I love doing this pod with you because you, you have a great way of pulling out the little things. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, our listeners want to hear, right. And that's what, that's what real, real fans want to hear. They want to hear about the little things. Everybody can see that Travis Kelsey could be the best tight end ever to play the game. I mean, like, you know, and, and Patrick Mahomes is on target to be one of the best, if not the best quarterback ever. I mean, the chiefs have all of, of, of those tools going for them. But, you know, it w- we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't point out the little things, the tiny little things that fan, you, want, you, know, you want fans to look at throughout the course of the game. You know, little matchups here and there, little different subtle statistics that, that you may not really see. And, and that's why I'm, I'm my biggest concern about this team that – you know, again, you know me, I'm as positive as they get. I'm glass, I'm not even glass half full. I'm glass, glass three quarters full. It's um, overflowing. It's just overflowing. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's overflowing yeah. with water. But, 
but but you know there are there are certain things that hot that you can look if you just dig a little and and some of the things that when you look at teams that you know that'll win a game and you see the way that they spread things around and I just I get fearful of injuries because you know the Chiefs lose one of those key pieces. What happens, you know, um, to the team? Like, what happens if Patrick, uh, you know, remember the remember the the, the wild the quarterback sneak play, right? Like, what happens if we don't have Patrick, right? Like, just looking at even like Cowboys, right? I'm I'm looking at their, you know, of course I was a little upset because I have Ezekiel Elliott in fantasy, and uh, I was hoping he rushed a little better against the Chargers. Number one, I wanted to. You know, I wanted the Chargers to lose as an as an AFC West uh, combatant and against the Chiefs. But, you know, you know, they really Tony Pollard, 109 yards. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best running backs in the league, 71 yards. Right? We are semi one dimensional when it comes to you know comes to our offensive game plan. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Apparently, he's going to try out for Pau Gasol's team. He's been taking a new product. He owes the credit to Balance Seven. Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements in liquid form. Just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. It's always tough getting older. Whether you're a pro like Joe or a Shimo like me, I know Joe loves that, that line. <laughs> but you, you can see how Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout. I did. And if it worked for Odom, it can work for you too. Uh, Joe, I am excited about Chiefs Chargers though, too, that I've really been impressed um, with Justin Herbert. Uh, that I think he, you know, I, I thought that Deshaun Watson next to Mahomes was like, kind of the, the next best young quarterback. And, and he still is super talented, but, you know, he hasn't played this year, embroiled in kind of those uh, legal issues. Um, Justin Herbert, he's huge. He's like 6'6", a big guy. He's hard to bring down. He's actually pretty, despite being that big, he's pretty agile. And he's just got like a cannon of an arm, almost like Mahomes. He just can kind of flick it. Like he just, mm -hmm. his passes are really pretty to watch. Uh, so I think one is going to be a lot of fun, and I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game uh, that I'm excited to see. I think so too, Jeff. I, I think I think Justin Herbert is 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 really you know he's going to be cream of the crop, right? As we see his his career progress, and if the Chargers continue to to find weapons for him and to put in game plans that they've been putting in, I mean they're definitely finding ways for him to shine um, by bringing Eckler out of the backfield. You know, they've got a nice combo of wide receivers. You know, I, I think I think they've got they've got a lot going for them. I think the Chargers and we've been saying that, right? I mean, I think you and I have have kind of felt like um, the Chargers have been doing the most in the AFC West to really give the Chiefs a run for their money. I mean, the Raiders have had their fits and starts with trying to pick up, you know, talent here and there. Um, I, I, you know, I think the Broncos, I, I just think that they just really haven't, it's just, there's something missing there on the, with the Broncos. So if there's a team that's going to come in and give them a run for their money, it, it's absolutely going to be the Chargers. But and after my, my lead, Joe, I thought the Chargers after kind of, I thought the Chargers were not only their biggest threat in the division, I thought they might've been their biggest threat. One of the biggest threats in the AFC to just uh, to not getting to a Super Bowl. I was I was that, and that's why I was so 
tempted. I was thinking like, all right, I always pick the Chiefs for good reason. They're always favored and all that. But I'm like, God, this week the Chargers before both those teams lost. Yeah, well, the you know the Chiefs are definitely. I think Jeff, I love when you talk about and you always say, you know, sometimes. Sometimes, you know, uh, you know, winning a game is not about, you know, who's better. It's you know, almost like who wants it more and who, more who's desperate team, who's yeah. more desperate, who who can't afford to lose. Right. Uh, as opposed to who really wants to win. And, and I think I think the Chiefs have a lot more to lose losing this game than than the Chargers do. I think the Chargers, to a certain degree, anybody who plays the Chiefs kind of goes into the game not really having anything to lose, right? Every, everybody is going to be picking them and expecting the Chiefs to win, to cover the spread based on, you know, their offense, based on, you know, what, what we think of the coaching and everything that they have. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that I don't – at some point, at some point you have to wonder if, if not having anything to lose is better than having, you know, um, everything to lose. Right, because the Chiefs have everything to lose on this game. If they lose a division game this early and go to one and two, man, you'd hate to hear. You know, you'd hate to hear what would be going on in the locker room. You know, God forbid. You know, finger pointing or anything like that that would tear away from the chemistry of this team. You would never want it to become an offense versus defense thing, right? And that happens in locker rooms. Trust me, as as good as chemistry can be, when when you know when stuff hits the fan. You know, the fingers start getting pointed, offense, oh, well, the defense just can't carry their weight, and it's the offense. And then the players start hearing that from the media, and they start believing it. You just, you just don't want that to happen because winning, you know, rising tides, tides raise all boats, right? And, and that's what the Chiefs have really car- has carried them through. They've always seemed to, um, to, to, to have, you know, positive momentum going for them, and a loss – to the Chargers this early in the season at home coming off of a loss like that would be devastating to this team. And it would have a, I think it would have really long-term effects for the rest of the season. Totally. And more on the Chargers in a bit, but first exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick them, as well as cool sportsbook style concept called Build Your Bankroll, playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. And Joe, Jeff. thankfully, I had a little bit better of a week last week. Uh, I know. Um, I'm rocking and rolling. I'm, tw- I'm, I'm in 12th place which is only two points off the lead. I'm tied for 12th. There you go. But uh, there's, I have, I have uh, 11 points or 10, maybe I have 10, 10 or 11. And then I think the leader has 12. So I'm right there, buddy. I am right there in the mix. Right in the mix. I am not quite in the mix, 
but I made a <laughs> rapid climb. I went from 80th place to 20th place. So I'm not oh, in the mix. Dude, that's huge. Yeah, but that's like percentage-wise, the improvement is, you know, that's fantastic. So you're, you'll, you'll be right there. It's a, it's a long season, Val. Hang in there. Much like the Ravens, I felt you know, I was the desperate <laughs> team. Sorry, Chiefs fans, to make it a, a joke at your expense. Joe, one of the things I, I want to talk about, too, is each week uh, we're planning on, you know, because the major storyline with the Chiefs is the offensive line. That's where they had the biggest change and stuff. So week by week, and obviously, Joe, with your expertise and having played that position at the highest level, you're the, the person to ask this to. Last week, um, you gave the Chiefs – uh, a B plus. What? Where do you? Did they? Did they fall off a little bit? And so, what is your grade? And and the one thing I noticed was Creed Humphrey had a couple issues. He obviously had that snap over uh, Mahomes' head, and then kind of a, a some other issues there we that we didn't necessarily see in Week One. Um, yeah, I, I you know look, it's it's going to happen, right? It's it's a, it's a a transition to come from college, and we've talked about this you know a lot, right? We we've talked a lot about. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about how no matter where you play your college football, it's still a transition, right? To get getting used to the speed, the size of some of these defensive tackles. Um, you know, it's it's pretty, you know, it's 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 pretty pretty tough transition. Um, even even when you play at a you know a major major college program. I mean, I think look, I think from a pass protection perspective, let, let's let's now let's let's start breaking the grade down, maybe even by the the segments of the game. I got to give the Chiefs uh, offensive line an A for pass protection. I, I, I think they've they've allowed Patrick to do what Patrick does, step up and find, you know, I, I know I overuse this term, but find the pocket within the pocket. I think they've protected the middle of the pocket for him to keep the, the mush rush from getting into his face and giving him a chance to see downfield. Get out of you know get out of the pocket when he needs to get out of the pocket. He hasn't taken any real big hits yet this season. I know it's only two games in, but uh, I think they've done a really good job of protecting him. I, I, I'd, I'd give them I'd give them an A in, in pass protection for sure. I, I'm still my you know the verdict's not out on the running game yet. Whether they've really come together come together to mesh, you know it's it's really hard to understand sometimes what uh, you know like the mistake that you know on the last play right offensively when 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 Clyde you know got the ball stripped like where was the breakdown there how does somebody get through you know that late in the game where you're trying to protect the ball to get a free shot on your running back just as he's getting the ball from the quarterback right that and that was actually on Tooney their expensive guard kind of the guy you were probably counting on the most like you know consists of the guy we have the least concerns about and and that was just a great play by Oh, wait, the, the oh. big guy, by the way, who you said in the draft you were high on, who, who reached in and got the fumble there. Well, how full circle did that come that, you know, he's he's the guy that we traded for Orlando Brown right. for the 31st pick, right? Was that like – I was like smacking myself as, as that ball got stripped out and I saw it go down on the ground and I kind of – you know, even though the Chiefs could have gotten the ball back, we kind of watched that, that sort of end of the game go up in smoke because, you know, obviously, you know – I just didn't have a good feeling. I mean, look, Patrick doesn't need a whole lot of time to get the team in, into uh, field goal position. And, you know, Butker, I have total confidence in, again, one of my fantasy players. So I was hoping he got that game-winning field goal, me the three extra points. But, but like, I, I was – I felt, you know, like, I just felt like, oh, man, like, what happened? How did that – how could that happen? So in a running game, you know, I think the verdict is still out. 
it, you know, I'd like to see the Chiefs, you know, start to run the ball more and 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 sort of own a little bit more of the clock. And that's going to come down to the offensive line. So if there's a confidence issue in the running game, then, you know, they're going to be in the B minus category, especially with, you know, especially with that last drive and not being able to punch the ball down the field to get Butker into into field goal position to win that game. Um, you know, you've got to be able to run the ball when you get down in that kind of situation. And, you know, you've got to get three, four, five yards a clip. And I don't know if Eric Bieniemy and Andy have the confidence right now in that offensive line to do that, especially given, you know, the, the breakdown on that last play. So, you know, so we'll, we'll break it down there. So, hey, look, I'm going to take the positive where it is. I think pass, pass protection-wise, they've been, they've been fantastic. And I think the running game, um, we, have a lot, we have a lot of work to do in the running game to become a team that, like, can just put a game away. You know, I want to see the Chiefs put a game away. I don't, you know, I like, I love a close football game, but not when I'm watching the Chiefs or the Eagles, right? My hometown, my hometown Eagles and, and, and of course my favorite team, the Chiefs, like who will be playing here coming up soon. Um, but like, I, I, you know, when I'm watching a team that I'm a fan of, I don't want to see a close game, but I like, think if I'm watching the, the Cowboys and the Raiders or, you know, the Seahawks and somebody else, like I, I love close games. And, and I just don't feel like I don't want, you know, that's two games for me that I feel like the Chiefs could have won by bigger margins if they just would have done a couple more things differently. And, and it seems to be around the running game on both sides of the ball. Uh, Joe, you know, you said how the rushing offense, that's, that's really kind of what, where we might have a little bit of a concern uh, with this offensive line right now, which is kind of the opposite of what I thought. But so th- this week will be such uh, a test because the charges, that's kind of been their issue. We, we saw the Cowboys run all over them. So this should be the week they should get kind of that together and have more rushing yards. If they don't, then, then we have a, a, a greater level of concern. So on that note, Joe, uh, prediction time. How do, how do you see – what's your predicted score for this game? How do you see it uh, – uh, shaping up. Yeah, I, I do think I'm going to go back to our original comment about, you know, who's going to, who would, who would, who, to whose detriment would this game be more if they lost? And I think it's definitely the Chiefs. I think with that, the Chief, you know, Andy is going to have them ready to play. He learns a lot from losses. I, I need to, we need them to start learning more from the victories right. and not waiting for the loss to really learn and beef up and, you know, because I heard Teran Matthew say that, like, oh, you know, when we, you know, we lose, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing, but I, I can't remember the exact quote, but like, you know, he's like, we get our backs against the wall and you got to watch out for the season. I, no, no, Tyran, like you can't, you, you have to learn just as much from the wins and be just as, you got to, you got to want to hate losing and you got to, you got to want to win just as much. You can't just, it can't just be about getting mad when you lose. So you know, I think, but with that said, I think they are going to come out. There's going to be some smoke coming out of their ears, coming out of, you know, the tunnel at Arrowhead. So, oh, that was a really long-winded answer to a short question, Jeff. And I, and I think I think the Chiefs are going to um, – I think they're going to score. I think – I gr- totally agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I would imagine the Chiefs are probably going to put up – I'm going to go back to that magic number that I keep throwing out there, 38. You know, I think it's it's going to be one of those games where they score, you know, five touchdowns and a field goal, and they're going to just, you know, they're going to score points. But I think I think 
they're going to be able to demoralize the Chargers early and, uh, you know, and maybe jump out a little bit earlier, I hope. And then I see, you know, I see it's like a 38. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 38, 28. I think that I think it's going to be high scoring in that regard, but I think the Chiefs will take them by 10. And, and I think, um, you know, I think Justin Herbert's going to have a good game. He's, they're going to have a good game on the ground, but it's just not going to be enough to overcome, you know, the magic of, of the offense. Um, Joe, I'm going to go a little bit higher with the score. I think we're, we're talking two great quarterbacks uh, two, with a lot to prove. I, I think we're going to see like a 45-42 game. I think, it would, I think it's going to be like the old AFL days. And it's going to be – what's interesting is I'm predicting that highest score – even though I think the Chargers have a pretty good pass defense. They have a pretty good secondary with Derwin James in there. Um, their rookie, Asante Samuel, looks really good. We all remember his father. And that's a, a, another thing for kind of Chiefs fans to look at kind of neat that um, uh, Nasir Adderley is another good young player in their secondary. And he, he was cousins of Herb Adderley, a, a great Hall of Fame football player who played against the Chiefs Back in back in like this Super Bowl one era day, so just kind of a fun when you're watching this game and you see that name, it it kind of all goes full circle with Chiefs greatness to to back in the day. Um, Joe, any any player that you really want to focus on the matchup here? Um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see you know Joey Bosa um, what he does against you know the two new tackles, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I th- I think you know just coming off the edge, he's got a motor. That reminds me of a John Randall, you know, he just keeps coming. He's the energizer bunny. He just keeps coming and coming and coming. He's athletic. He's strong. He's fast. You know, I, I, I really think we need to watch that edge game um, and to see how, uh, you know, what Joey Bosa can do to disrupt Patrick and maybe to get him thinking a little bit. Um, that to me is the matchup that I would watch the most. Um, and, and I would really, really key in on, on that. And I, lo- and I love your thoughts on the high scoring game, Jeff. I, I, I totally, I don't disagree with you at all. I, I, I think it could easily go that way. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by bet online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.